4: It's damn bat looking not as good as it was. Giants expected to start Mike Glennon. Was Vegas reacted? I think they've. It's now plus two and a half against the Bills. That means these are even teams. Buffalo and New England considered even by Vegas. Here comes a four hour The Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
5: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. i numbers. The pregame show America has always wanted.
3: I From the Vegas Strip,
5: here's R.J. Bell.
4: You heard it. I'm R.J. live on a Wednesday, midweek hump day Wednesday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. A.J. Hoffman in the studio, college football expert. I got a few gripes. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the airing of the grievances. There might be a little bit of that. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their bodies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
3: Thank you, R.J. The college football playoff rankings get a major shakeup. Lots of quarterback questions heading into the weekend. And for the second straight week, the number 1 team in college basketball goes down. What is the Vegas lead?
4: college football playoff rankings. And I'm going to start with a quick commentary of what I think about the committee here. I I actually prepared some tape on it. (laughs) Okay. Now we got that out of the way. I want you to explain this to me and you'll set it up as if I wasn't a college football fan. And I'm not sure if I'm, if if I passed the threshold of a fan or not, but I'm pretty sure you're not. We talk NFL. (laughs) I mean, I'm certainly not. I you know, I'm not watching the Mac the Mac action or whatever on Tuesdays, (laughs) I will admit that. Is um we are an NFL show first, NBA show second. But this is a big story. We're hitting the time now. We got Kelly leaving Notre Dame. What does that mean to all this? Seemingly a lot. We got obviously the move from Oklahoma. Uh, Lincoln Riley. So let's kind of lay the groundwork and let's explain this as if we have a lot of fans that are NFL fans that aren't big college football. Let's make sure we lay the groundwork for them.
3: So the college football playoff rankings come out. Obviously, Georgia, number one, no change, no surprise. The only undefeated power five team. Michigan, not really a surprise at number two. I think that was pretty expected. Alabama three, even though they got a close win. Well, no. I mean,
4: Alabama can't. Even though they got a close win, which implies maybe they should drop.
3: Uh, well, no. I'm saying they're still they're still in the top three. Okay. Well, they are. That's should should they be? I think so.
4: OK, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how. The fact is, this is what? How many games in a row? Pop up their schedule for me with the spreads, McKenzie, last three or four games. Obviously, LSU, they didn't come close. What were they? About 21 points yeah. off their, their number.
3: What was the Auburn number? Uh, uh, I want to say it was I mean, it was well into double. Just 17, maybe? You don't remember the I don't number remember, from last no. week? I don't remember. Wow. But so I can might, tell you, well, you that they went to... fish oil on that one. They went to overtime and won by two. OK, so it wasn't close. No. OK. I guess the spread. Wasn't they weren't close, close to covering the spread right. now.
4: So now we're talking like five touchdowns. They've fallen short in the last two weeks. So we'll go back a couple more. But that doesn't affect. Hey, they got one loss. They're the highest ranked one loss team. Well, of course. Well, I guess Michigan's right above them. And But there's a lot of one-loss teams here, right? Notre Dame, <laughs> o- Oklahoma State. But it, there's no consideration of them, even though I would make the case Alabama, how many times have they exceeded expectations in a major way? Defining expectations as the point spread. How often have they exceeded it in a major way?
3: Not very many, uh, and not many at all, if any, since the first half of the season. Since their loss, things have not been as as solid for Alabama, the loss to Texas A&M. So they've been getting by. But not covering spreads, so they sit at number three. Cincinnati at four, Oklahoma State at five, and one-loss Notre Dame at six. And I think we can fairly say those are the only six teams that matter at this point in the season.
4: Okay, so as we, uh, I guess the the Auburn game we just talked about, the LSU game we talked about, the Arkansas game. Arkansas the game, they w- were laying twenty-one effectively, and you know twenty and a half, and they won by. Seven. So now we're talking about seven touchdowns now. They've fallen short. If they would have scored just seven more touchdowns, they would have <laughs> met expectation. I, I mean, it really is like almost impossible to find a scenario that you could say this team, like if this wasn't Alabama, if it wasn't for the laundry, if it wasn't for the pedigree, which we respect that offseason. We're not supposed to say, yeah, you won four years ago, so you're supposed to get treat, better treatment today. That's not America, as far as I know. And if it is, it's the part of America that most people don't like. They were 29-point favorites against LSU. They won by six Alabama. 29 point. And they were down, what, 10 nothing. Late in that game
3: yeah. against Auburn, they they, are, they were down 10-3 with less than a minute to go in the game.
4: Okay, <laughs> so give them credit for the win. We're not gonna act, but the idea that, that when Cincinnati is laying twenty one, they win by fourteen, everyone's like going, "Oh, hey, see, I told you they weren't any good," and it's like oh, it's a double standard. It's, and it's rigged. And you know what? The committee won't even tell you what their criteria is. Imagine something that you care about where someone else is going to make a decision about you. It might be, is this club going to let you become a member? Are you going to get into the union, electrician's union? Whatever the thing that you might want or have wanted. And imagine that the person making the decision, you suspect they're against you for whatever reason. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but you think, I'm not sure if this person's going to give me a fair shot, or is this committee going to give me a fair shot. Isn't the starting point of assessing that, knowing what the criteria is, what are the decision-making elements? When you apply to college, how's your GPA? How's your SAT? How's your extracurriculars? Whatever it is, you're supposed to know what it's about. What I defy anyone, including the president chairman, whatever, of the committee to explain to me the criteria for picking these teams. AJ, you've been an observer of it. What is the criteria? (laughs) I've got no idea. And you know what? That is by design. They don't want you to have an idea. You know why? Because then they can do whatever they want. Yeah. And they, you know, so now we got, have you ever heard of a situation where a coach leaving hurt a team's? ranking in the playoffs. I I don't remember that ever being the case.
3: I don't think we've ever had a coach leaving who was a candidate to to make the playoff. Like At this point in the season, I don't think there was someone who was a real playoff contender like Notre Dame is, whose coach left.
4: Okay, But we could make the case that Kiffin was leaving Alabama as a coordinator, and to whatever degree, and I'm not saying that's the same thing, but I'm saying, to whatever degree the head coach affects things, the coordinator affects things 30% as much, maybe? I think that's probably fair. That's about the range. Okay, so if it's worth it that if the coach is leaving, that's one unit of whatever negative they're going to put on it. Well, having a coordinator leaving might be a third of a unit, but you know what? We didn't hear that, did we? No. Okay. But now for whatever reason, and I think part of the reason that they won't they don't want Notre Dame in the playoffs now, all of a sudden they become the team they don't want is the fact that it will perpetuate the conversation about Kelly leaving. This movement in college football is not good for a vast majority of schools. I truly believe that, because what's going to happen is the rich get richer. Right? Is USC's rich. We can say financially, we can say in brand, we can say in power. Whatever it is, USC is a, Colin right here in FSR said, top two program. I'm not sure who the other one is in that list, but let's call it top five. Now the question becomes, Notre Dame no longer is a top five. So, relatively, the less rich losing, the richer gaining. Now, that's always been the case from time immemorial, as Tony Soprano would say, from way back. But it's more so now. We, The idea that we're going to actually have a viable Big 12, we won't. It's over. Why? Because the rich, the SEC... Said, oh, we're going to go pluck the two. So, imagine in high school, right? You had a couple good-looking girls in the class, maybe, if you're in a small town, that you liked. You know, everyone's got their own taste. And then the other town does. Imagine if this guy drove through town. like the, This could be like an 80s teen movie. <laughs> picking up. The, he said, you, you, you get to come up and live up here in, in, in a rich town. And, imagine, ah! and they're running, packing up. And then the poor guys are sitting there watching the bus drive away. Yeah. Imagine. I mean, that might cause a war, but I mean, what? I mean, a battle between. Be, what was that uh, Swayze movie where he was the uh, bartender? Roadhouse. Yeah, it'd be like a roadhouse type <laughs> battle, but but there, and then the dude with the bum legs always dragging it around, but somehow he was kicking butt. That's what's happening here. The best conferences are gobbling up the other teams, and the best schools are gobbling up the best coaches and the best players. Like, back in the day, Larry Bird went to Indiana State. No, he went to Indiana originally. He didn't like it. He went to Indiana State, which was not a power school, right? Well, he got really good. He got better. He was him and Magic, best players his senior year. Imagine if after one and a half years or two years, he would have went, I'm going back to Bobby Knight in Indiana. That, in a way, that might have been better for Larry Bird. I don't know. But it certainly wasn't better for the idea of the dream that, hey, we're going to get this guy that's a three-star recruit, not a five. But you know what? He might become a five. But if he does, he leaves. Is that what we want? That seems like what we have.
3: Well, and that's happening in every college sport now. College basketball with the transfer portal opening. If you got a good player, guess what? This offseason, they transferred up, almost t- up. to a man. That was a great way of saying it, up. Yeah, to a power five or a power six for college basketball purposes. But that's the way that the college sports are going now with the, the more freedom to transfer, which is good we for the players.
4: We can call it freedom. Is it good for the players? I think on the surface, you could say yes. And make that case, and then I'll counter
3: it. I mean, the players being able to capitalize on their success. A coach can leave at any time he wants Mm -hmm. where he thinks the pastures are greener. If a player thinks he's got a better chance to make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL somewhere else, Mm -hmm. then he should have the right to to make that move.
4: So, did you? I, I felt like I followed and agreed with most everything you said till the end, the right. Right is so before this because this was not even a compre- something that's w- within the realm of conversation five years ago. Yeah,
3: you had to sit out a year to transfer at all, and all that being out the window has made guys more willing to just go where they want to be.
4: Now the question becomes: Is is it good for the players in the following? When you're a kid you're capricious, you make quick decisions, you, you know, it, 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 and you're erratic might be the better word, you're erratic in your decision-making, is maybe there's a hybrid. And again, I'm not trying to solve this because I don't know all the details. I'm kind of asking you. Now, can you leave? Like, Could a player leave right now? And how soon could he be playing
3: with another school in basketball? They could, they could leave now, play with them next season. Okay, so they can't, they couldn't play within the season. Can't transfer within season. Okay, and up to
4: what point in let's say basketball could you have transferred and been eligible this year? Could you have transferred a week before the season?
3: I think there, I don't know the exact there's, cutoff there's date. There is a little there
4: bit of a, a cushion, but not much. Right. Okay. Well,
3: go ahead. I, I, thinking of about a, an example of this was Jalen Hurts. Once he got benched at Alabama, he realized my best path to the NFL is not being the backup quarterback at Alabama. So it's a good thing for him that he was able to go to Oklahoma and get himself drafted.
4: Now, you can make the same point is when Mac Jones comes in and, and Atua looks good. It's like, well, because Mac Jones was ready to play that year. He didn't play under Atua because he was in, what, two games, if yep. I remember? Looked just fine. Now, if he would have transferred, then he wasn't at Alabama. Listen, I'm not going to overmake that case because generally, I think from the player's perspective, they do benefit from freedom. The question becomes, what about the sport? Now we might say, okay, should the sport matter more than the players playing the sport? Well, for the future players, yeah. If the sport, I mean, let, let's think of an example of, uh, hmm, I was gonna say baseball, but ba- you know, MLB still does all right, but they've obviously trended down, sure. but they're still millionaires, so it's hard to complain. But imagine a scenario that college football is significantly less popular in 10, 15, 20 years. All of a sudden, now all of those players are suffering. Can we sit here and say, we know that, and thus we get? Probably not. So, I'm not sure there is a, a, a better solution. But what I know is this, typically, if it's nature, if it's survival of the fittest, power begets power strength begets strength and thus the in business if if microsoft back in the 90s is rolling they're going to gobble up all the best engineers and everything and you know what they're going to become so big that the government's going to have to say antitrust time they're going to step in and try to make them smaller i, I do we try to do we say alabama's going to get better because of this. USC is going to get better. LSU is going to get better. Should we say, we we got to worry if there's just five teams that can win it, and no one else can? Because that was what I thought we were complaining about just about a year or two ago. It feels like this is going to make it worse.
3: I, I think you're right. And I think that when you talk about, is this a good thing for the sport, I think just like anything else in this world or in this country, the rule that gets made, the people who it helps love it, the people who it hurts but it hurt, hate it.
4: But it hurts a majority of schools. It hurts all but
3: a handful of schools. It, but does it hurt the majority of college football fans? Well, that's it, the question, because well, are, the, are mean, most college football fans Ohio State fans, yeah, USC but, but fans, Oklahoma, Alabama question. fans?
4: If we said, let's say it was going to help the top seven, and we added up all the fans of the most po- and it's probably the most popular seven, sure. that's not as... The other 123 Division One schools have more fans, don't they?
3: <laughs> probably, but uh, does, is How it... How much more? I don't know. Right. That's the
4: question. Alright. I'm R.J. Bowe. We're straight out of Vegas. So, there's an example where I came in with a position as we talked it through. I'm not sure there's a better solution, and what I'm talking about specifically is the freedom for the players to jump to wherever they jump. And you know where they want to jump? Usually up. They want to jump up. And you know what? That makes sense. I like that generally. I like a kid who isn't the number 1 quarterback as a senior at a school, but he's willing to be number 2 because he thinks he's going to beat them out. I like that. I like a kid could be saying, hey, I'm a bailer. I'm pretty good. I'm the best guy at Baylor." Maybe I shouldn't jump to Texas because, you know, well, maybe now it doesn't matter. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't jump to LSU because I might not be good enough. Those scared kids won't jump. So in a way, I like the boldness of it. So with the players and in theory, the, the, the players who were best in the 80th best team, those elite players are going to jump to maybe a number 30 program. So everything moves up. Eh, I, I kind of like it. I mean, for the fans, they're not going to get to root for that guy. I mean, it's going to—it's almost going to be like small market, right? Where oh Kevin Dur- or Kevin Go- Durant gets good, oh he has to leave now, you know, because we don't have money to pay him. Pirates get someone, oh they got to leave. I don't like that for the fans.
3: Is it viable to at some point make a a second like like there's right now there's FBS and FCS. Is there is it viable to split up FBS even further where there's the haven't we done
4: that with the group of five?
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. Or or the power five. Let them let the group of five play for their own championship and let the you know I I know it sucks for them for TV rights and things like that. But so there'd be like division three, basically. I I don't think anyone's gonna uh, sign us up for that. You know, Cincinnati wants to be division. No, so I don't. But would you be more excited if if every week like Ohio State's non-conference games instead of being Akron and Bowling Green are now Miami and Texas like I mean listen
4: yeah I I love the idea of the power schools playing each other but to some degree who's the power schools was Clemson a power school like does Clemson ever happen again Clemson went from being what the 25th 30th best NCAA program in football like 10 or let's say pre-dabo how where was Clemson
3: Oh, they probably twenty five thirty is generous. Like, yeah, but okay. then now, when I was a kid, Clemson was one of the best. Exactly. programs. Exactly.
4: So they went, but usually when a program starts going down, they don't get back for more than five years. You can have five years, but when it's been a long, long time, it's hard to get back up.
3: Notre Dame recently got back up, yeah. but it's hard to picture Nebraska getting back to being Nebraska. Yeah. So
4: I guess my point is: Does Clemson ever happen again? Does a program who's thirty in the country, let's say year in and year out, that's their average? Do they ever get to be? You know, multiple time national champion you Because know, with these portals, it would seem that that a, a um, Deshaun Watson might have transferred out after his first good year. And does that help us? I don't think so. Well,
3: the the, the teams that the programs that hope that that's the case, USC, Texas, Florida. Because, those...
4: Yeah. Once you get to the top, you want to close the mountain.
3: Right. But what I'm saying is those teams have been in the dip. Are we saying USC, yeah. Texas, Florida can never get out of it? Well, it... But
4: here's the thing. When you have a super elite program that's amongst the blue bloods of blue bloods, I think you've got a longer chance to come back. Because all you got to do is break out. Maybe not the O.J. Simpson tape. But you break out the tape, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. And you get excited. Now, when the tape starts to be grainy, and you start feeling depressed it's been so long, <laughs> it doesn't help. But USC won how many national championships in the last 20 years? Like two or three, right? Uh, Two. Two. So when you've won two titles in the last 20 years, you're still not out of it yet, right? Texas was just the best, t- you know, Texas was literally the best recruiting team in the country yep. under Mac Brown for multiple years, not that long ago. So when the kids that were there at the school at the time are still like 35, you're fine. When the kids
3: are forty-five, now it's like,
4: huh. I'm starting to feel sad that that's you know. So now,
3: now when high school kids start to say Reggie Bush, who Vince Young, who, that's when you got to worry. <laughs> but well, that's
4: when you got to worry if you're USC and you haven't turned it right. around, or Texas and you haven't turned it around. Last thought on this. My question is this: If you're a Virginia, does Virginia ever become a top-five school in the country in, in college football? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, but in a way, you could make the case. And maybe you could say Clemson had it what Boise. Does a Boise ever emerge no. again? Does Cincinnati have what they have this year again? Probably not. So what we're saying is all of the Hoosier's type moments, the movie, are done. Yeah. The little guy has no chance. <laughs> That's what AJ Hoffman. That's what saying. I. That's what I believe. Yeah, <sighs> I might take the rest. Of it. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to keep. <laughs> you finish
3: it out. I'm going to fight for the
4: little man. I don't know if you know this. My dad's a coal mine. I've heard. I'm. I'm the little man. It might not sound like it, AJ, but I am. All right. When we come back,
3: <laughs> that's pretty good, is it? There it is. If if anybody believes it. Well, don't you? No. That I was the underdog? You were? Yeah. But you just said I am the little man. Well, compared that, compared to like USC I am, let me <laughs> okay. tell you that. Yeah, if I'll it give was you that. Me
4: against USC, yeah,
3: you're the little I'm man. I'm a underbar. five to one underdog.
4: <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna wrap up the Notre Dame part of the bat and get to the NFL. There's some big stories, especially Daniel Jones. How much is he worth? It's gonna surprise you.
3: He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions
5: of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClair knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for
1: skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
0: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
1: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
0: Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
1: Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. And if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots why
2: would you stay anywhere else graduate hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash they have over 30 hotels coast to coast down south all over the midwest so odds are there's one where you're going especially for games in the big conferences you can check out all of graduate hotels locations at GraduateHotels.com.
1: and when it's time to book get up to 30 percent off your stay with code CRShow. show C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich,
2: and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting, Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199.
1: Go to trustandwill.com slash CR show for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com crshow show.
4: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. That's Frank Sinatra.
3: And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to take a look at Oklahoma State and Notre Dame and the movement that both of them... The fix. The fix the, being maybe in. Maybe the fix being the in. The
4: fix being in. By the way, if you can ever mention Sinatra, just do it. Okay. Because he might not like it if you don't. And again... He has a long reach, Frank. <laughs> long reach. All right. We were talking during the break, and the question came up why has there been so many transfers in this portal in basketball, college basketball, but not as many in football? And I wonder the following Is the number in football going to increase? Here's my speculation on why the, the portal has been less populated with transfers for football. One, they came up with this rule and all the details relatively closer to the season. Thus, this first year there was going to be that. Right. Number two, basketball: if you're on the court, they can assess how good you are, how many rebounds, how many. In football, unless you're watching the film, if you're not a receiver or a quarterback, it's hard to know who the best left guard is for for every team. Of you know 130, and including now division, you know the one aa as it used to be called, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that the teams that are really smart are going to start having teams of people. Like Alabama has like 30 assistants, all quality assurance is what they're called, QA guys. That's not the smart teams are going to have people tearing down every tape to say that linebacker. From Kansas, uh, no, from Pittsburgh State in the state of Kansas, he's good. And think about it. if you're in New Mexico, that's what you should be doing. Everyone should be looking at what the natural jump would be from a Pittsburgh state to a New Mexico, from a New Mexico to a Notre Dame. and maybe they won't do it. Notre Dame to an LSU. It feels like there's going to be these tiers of jumps. And football, I think, is going to have more of it once they figure that out,
3: yeah, and there's a lot more tiers in college basketball. You know, three hundred and fifty eight d one college basketball teams. everybody, there's a lot more places for it to go up,
4: but but is there really where when you have, um, uh, let's think about this. Rick Petino, Iona, right? Iona, Iona has been competitive in seven. T- I mean, and Iona was some. Uh, n- where were they at typically in the three sixty? Nowhere. Right. Right, right. So it does feel like that more so than college football. A team you've never heard of, like during the NCAA tournament, we see that all the time, right? Is a team North Dakota State is only four and a half against Kansas or whatever right. as an underdog. D- don't you think there's more parity in college basketball?
3: Uh, yeah. I think there's more parity only because everybody gets a chance in college basketball. Everybody's everybody who starts a season in college basketball has a chance to make the tournament.
4: But when they do make the tournament, Vegas speaks. And in general, if you were just if you were a college football fan only, and where a school you haven't heard of, I mean, we still are talking about Appalachian State for a reason. Right. That's been a long time right. ago against Michigan. I mean, I like to bring it up now and again, but it's been a long time. That happens all the time in basketball. It's happened multiple times this year and I own a B- so in general, yeah, you're right. The fact they can win it all, the fact you can have a coastal Florida or whatever come, you know, uh make the Sweet 16 is it's cool. It's got that Hoosiers part, but in general, the best team in the country or let's say the 10th best team in the country versus the best team in a small conference, they pick a random small conference, basketball, that's going to be a closer game than
3: football. Agree.
4: So, maybe there isn't. It'd be interesting. Maybe jumping from an Iona to an Indiana doesn't make sense. Who's better right now, Iona or Indiana? I'm Indiana's just, better OK, right now. but I bet you could find some schools that people would be shocked that Iona's better
3: than. I mean, Loyola, Chicago is better than Indiana.
4: OK, that is not does not
3: happen in college
4: football. Correct. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you for the support. That's because of you. Keep it up. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Keep listening. Don't ever miss a show, ever. Ever. Or you've betrayed us. No, no, not that. Or go back and listen. Yeah. Or just be less intelligent. I mean, you got listen. That's always choices. That's always you got choices. (laughs) That's always a choice. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search straight out of Vegas here in
3: Vegas on the Strip. It's a very patriotic 76 degrees, the neon is flowing. All right, let's, let's wrap up this college football conversation. When the rankings come out, Oklahoma State, who failed to cover against Oklahoma... So, by definition,
4: they fell short of expectation. Yes.
3: They jumped Notre Dame, who exceeded expectation by covering against Stanford.
4: So, one team did better than expected, the other team did worse than expected, but the worst team jumped. Hmm. <laughs> but the the committee knew we got to bring up a new we've been doing this a while now but we got a new criteria which is when a coach leaves we consider it.
3: Hmm. Never heard that before. Now I talked to Fez today and Fez is of the belief that they they set up Oklahoma State in this position in case Alabama wins, they give Oklahoma they, Oklahoma State being at five now, they can bump them to four so you're saying and knock th- th- Cincinnati out. So you're saying
4: this? You think there's a chance Oklahoma State takes Cincinnati out? Yes. So, it's not Notre Dame, just at small... Remember in Godfather 2, Hyman Roth was talking about Pantangeli. He goes, ah, he's small potatoes.
3: <laughs> now, I mean, them taking care of Notre Dame is, is all done already. Well, the, the difference with Notre Dame is they don't have a game to play. And so, the fact that they they let Oklahoma State jump Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State still has a, a win, potentially, against a, another top-10 ranked team in Baylor... Well,
4: because Baylor, remember, they set Baylor up a couple weeks ago. Exactly.
3: I, I, I don't think you saw how deep...
4: Devious this plan
3: really is. It is devious, but this is why I liked I still like my position. summit with Oklahoma, the bet that we had made. If Oklahoma had beat Oklahoma State, they would. they basically be in the same position right now. A one-loss Big Twelve team playing against. Yeah, but the difference is
4: Oklahoma has been there and disappointed. There's nothing There's not, and that hurts Notre Dame to some degree too. There's nothing worse than oh that again.
3: But I think that's mitigated by the brand names of Oklahoma and Notre Dame. And this playoff, if. If chalk holds in this playoff is Georgia, well, Michigan. Well, let's do
4: this. Do you want to? Re- we can replay our bat. I'll take Cincinnati. You take Oklahoma State. If they both win, is the only time there's a bat out. And then if Cincinnati gets it, I win. If Oklahoma State gets it, you win. It's a deal. All right. So the same bat. No, we... no, Hundo. No, 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 no. We got to have the, the radio. We bet. only do a hundo. Hmm.
3: All right, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. All
4: right, fair enough, fair enough. But that really, the code is you're saying 300, 100, it's, it's what people tip, right? Well, it's what you tip. No, it's not what I tip. It's what people <laughs> tell me I should tip. No, but what I'm saying is obviously you don't like. If, if the bet was for 10, let's just say if the bet was a major sure. bet.
3: You, I, but yeah, you know what? Who you can get that money out of is Fez. Fez loves it. Fez says 100% if Oklahoma State wins. So,
4: he'll give me five to one? He That's...
3: said he would be willing to lay major vig that if Oklahoma State wins their game and Alabama loses, Oklahoma State will be number no. 3.
4: Well, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not the bat. We got a very specific bat here. Because if they're jockeying for and let's be clear about the Let's do this. We got to be clear about
3: the distinction here. And we will. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
4: <laughs> you got that one. Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, distinction we want to make. We had a bat weeks ago. It was one of my great bets. Another great bet that has no Gone resolution. Gone by the wayside. Well, it's, it's no <laughs> bet in this case. It was the idea of, if Oklahoma had one loss, Cincinnati had none, would Oklahoma be able to overtake them? AJ said, yes. I said, no. About a week later, AJ was like, man, I think I got a 10% chance of winning that bet. <laughs> that's So, let's agree that's generally the case. Now, what I want to bet here is if Oklahoma State wins and Cincinnati wins and there's only one slot for them Cincinnati if has, they can't both make it if they can't both make it because and that will be about Michigan winning or not because if Michigan wins it won't be a big 10 team right, right? It, or if they lose it's about Alabama so it's there's only be one slot if Alabama wins and Michigan wins because it will be Alabama, Michigan Georgia no matter what and then one slot in that case, If Cincinnati and Oklahoma State wins, there's no way Oklahoma State jumps them. No way. Oh, it's a, it's a. Yeah, you're correct. There is a way. I think it's a 10% chance. Okay, that's
3: our bet. That's our bet.
4: What Fez is saying is he thinks there's probably more of an Oklahoma State chance there, but he also thinks, hey, if they both make it, so Alabama loses. They listen. There's no way. I don't know by way, but the idea of two losses Alabama with all those close wins Uh, that would be a travesty but let's assume there's two slots he's saying maybe Oklahoma State jumps him because they want the matchup to be Cincy Georgia why though? Because they want to see Cincy get crushed, so yeah. they can kind of teach the little guy not to dream. They want to say, "This is what you wanted. <laughs> you, you should not dream anymore. No matter what, don't dream, buddy." I mean, is that the message we're getting? <laughs> that <laughs> is the message. Well, here's my message.
6: It's gonna make a sexy scar. <laughs> but not really,
3: because I don't think that the little guy getting beat up. You know, I'm here for it. You know, I, you know what? I I want to see Georgia beat Cincinnati by a hundred.
4: That's sick.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because then we can that's stop pretending perverse. like that's perverse. Like Cincinnati is one of the best teams in the country when they're not. Did you root
4: against Rudy? kind of you wanted Rudy to have a spinal injury.
3: <laughs> not a spinal injury, but I just wanted but then him that to But that
4: would get teach anyone dreaming, don't even think of getting on this field, kid. Look at that kid in the wheelchair <laughs> over there. Is that right? I, I, I don't wish
3: injury on anyone. But but you really want it so like people stop dreaming. Kind of. Why? Because I'm here for the best teams playing each other. Yeah. But but but
4: what I'm saying is why do you really think I'm that's just wor- a
3: wicked person, honestly? Re- I mean
4: honestly, do you really think that's worth kids not dreaming? You can dream if you want, but the I
5: truth you, is...
3: It just occurred to me
5: what the student body has been chanting for the last two or three minutes. It's the name Rudy.
3: Rudy. 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 Yeah, I don't need Rudy. You walked out of that movie at that point. You said, I don't need to see this. threw my popcorn over my shoulder <laughs> and got, got out of there.
4: Listen, I'm not sure he'll be back. We might want to say goodbye <laughs> to AJ. When we come back, he may or may not be here. I'll be here for sure with you. We're the little guy. And you know what? If you think you're not, you are, All right? Unless you're USC. Unless you're in the Illuminati. Oh, wait, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> we are going to talk about the three biggest games this weekend in football. Is there going to be any college games?
3: I don't know. You'll see. And he's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Out of Vegas.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of
5: our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: C R S H O W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com.
5: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford.
3: I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at the biggest games coming up this week. You know, actually, I don't know if it's
4: legal to record a conversation or not. On the, You know, there's one-party consent, two-party consent right. in different states. I'm just going to wing it, but someone, undisclosed name from the NCAA committee... Called up. And I just got this part recorded when they were talking about our segment.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: was that your laugh? That was my wicked laugh. Yeah, it was my wicked billionaire laugh. The billionaire laugh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I
4: I do think that you got to give these guys credit in a way and gals because they are doing whatever they want right in front of everyone. And just spread enough money around so ESPN won't complain too much, right? Because they're in on it, you know. Whereas the better this stuff goes, the better, you know. They want to get their guy. I can sure they want to get Cincinnati. Isn't their dream?
3: No, right. So are they really going to complain about it? No. So you, who, you think the, who is though? You think ESPN would prefer Cincinnati over Notre Dame? No, no way.
4: So who's gonna who's here to complain about it? Cincinnati and me and
3: you. And, For some and reason you you're on the other now, side. I'll say this. If Somehow it came down I'm paying you to be on the other side. If it came down to Cincinnati or Ohio State, maybe you're singing a different well, tune. I'm a fan.
4: <laughs> right? But I admit that. I'm a fan of Ohio State. I'm a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it.
3: I mean, I enjoy. But you're a th- very casual fan, even of a high State. Yeah. No,
4: I just get involved when national championships are on the line.
3: Okay. Did you watch the Ohio State Michigan game?
4: Yeah. I mean, I had it in the background. I'm, I'm not, I'm not one. I personally believe, and I know we're different on this, that if you're not watching every play of a team, in a way, it's better not to watch any plays. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is you get biased by those plays, and it's like you got a, a some random cross section of them. And that's why highlights it. Why do you think, I don't know, hmm, maybe we start with this team, the Chargers' Herbert is a little overrated, because he's got the highlight plays. Let's start there.
3: Yeah, this is the L.A. Chargers, plus three at the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend.
4: OK, what does Vegas' what is Vegas's take here? Right? This is not a hot take. This is cold cash with a take. is The Bengals are clearly better than the chargers home field right now i estimate for this game is only one and a half All right they're favored by three and it's moving up i don't know about you but i think most of many people most people would say chargers Bengals. oh you know chargers might be a little better maybe Bengals are better they're good lately maybe they're even i don't think many people are like oh yeah Bengals clearly better do you no that's what Vegas is saying. And this line's gone up, up, and up. I mean, the the look ahead last week was one and a half. Pittsburgh gets dominated by the Bengals. Bengals look good. It opens up. The world opener at two and a half, goes to three on Monday, and it's moving to th- more than three What's your take?
3: Joe Mixon in the last couple weeks has really given a second dimension to this Bengals offense. It was fly, fly, fly. 144 yards and two touchdowns on average the last two weeks. Now they get to play against the worst run defense per DVOA in the league. Chargers defense worn down. They can't stop anybody on third down. And this game is projected to be snow showers. I'd much prefer the running team against a team that can't stop the run mm. versus the high-flying passing team. That's a pretty good handicap. Let's do our next game: the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half at your Pittsburgh Steelers.
4: Okay, so this is on the road, obviously, for the or for the Ravens, and you got to question Lamar Jackson right here. We were saying if Lamar is able to run like he used to and pass like he was earlier this year then this could be a Super Bowl team. But there could be the other side, I said. He can't run like he used to for whatever reason, O-line, whatever. But this passing is a mirage. Well, QBR is 50, is average in the NFL. His average QBR the last five games, one, two, three, four, five, this is over a month, is 38. He had zero games, 50 or above. So how many below average games has Lamar Jackson had the last five? Five out of five passing. And QBR considers running, too. The Ravens have been winning. It's felt kind of fortunate to me. 66-yard tight field goals. I lean Pittsburgh.
3: Georgia minus 6.5 against Alabama in Atlanta.
4: All right, so if Alabama wins... They're in. They're in. If they lose, I hope they're out. If if there's any shame... Oh, wait. Forget about it. There's a chance they're in even if they lose. <laughs> what's your handicap on the game?
3: My handicap is Alabama's offense is broken right now, and the worst time to be broken is when you're about to play this Georgia team. Uh, they scored three points, Alabama did, in the first 59 minutes of that game against Auburn. Auburn had allowed 84 points in their last three games. Georgia's allowed 83 all season long. This Georgia oh. defense is dominating. They are smashing everyone. And and I think this is a chance for Kirby Smart to kind of ride on Nick Saban.
4: You said Auburn has given up more points, had been given up more points in the last three games than Georgia had the whole season. Yes. That's a good stat.
3: <laughs> it is All right. We are straight out of Vegas. If you missed any of today's show, including... Me fighting... Tooth and nail for the little man. You can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time.
4: And we got America's team, as they're called, Dallas, Thursday Night Football, and we'll have a look ahead. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to give a early
3: best bat in the NFL. That line's funny to me for Thursday. We are straight out of Vegas, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!